If you love essential oils nearly as much as I do, I bet you wish you could take your diffuser wherever you go. Luckily, Keenan has made that possible. Let me explain. This little device that looks a lot like a vape, but is more like a welling machine, because well, wellness pods go into it. Basically, turns you into the essential oil diffuser by extracting the gentle essential oils on the inhale and immediately releasing on the exhale. You feel the effects as if your face was right up to that essential oils diffuser. And the best part is that Keenan has wellness pods for many occasions. There is a focus one, a meditate, a relax, and many others, which I'm very excited to try. Right now, my favorite one is the meditate one. It's got this beautiful, very light and introspective flavor, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I also rest easy knowing that the botanicals for their essential oils are sourced sustainably and responsibly. If you want to try Welling, you can go to mykeenan.com and use my code MacGuerrero to save fifteen percent on your purchase. That's mykeenan. M Y K I N I N dot com, and the code is M A C G U E R R E I R O. Take your aromatherapy practice to the next level wherever you go. Welcome to High Vibrations with Mac. Thank you, you listening, so much for coming back. I had to actually re-record this episode because last night when I recorded it and I listened back, it just wasn't entirely complete. And this is a topic that is very, very important, and that is the topic of fragmentation. To start off, I'm going to say that unfortunately, we are living in an emotional dark age, as Teal Swan would say. In fact. A lot of my information and most, if not all, of my very deep-rooted, resonant information that I got when I was first learning about emotions and fragmentation and integration was from her videos. And she nailed it on the head when she said, "We are living in an emotional dark age." So, in the 1800s and before, you know, we didn't know how to raise children to the point where we would put them into labor, right? Like. We would traumatize them physically over and over and over again,、uh, intentionally, because we thought it was good for them. We grew out of that, which is beautiful. However, then we developed a style of parenting called punishment and reward. And on a physical level, most of the time this is not traumatic. However, on an emotional level, it's deeply traumatic, and it's what. Causes fragmentation, not this process in particular, but the way we go about socializing and indoctrinating. I was going to say educating, but really, it's truly indoctrinating our children into being perfect cogs of this well, not so anymore well-oiled machine that is society. So fragmentation isn't really something that we cause intentionally. It's a byproduct of needing to survive in our environment. As children, we are in, like incredibly relationally dependent when we are born. In fact, we're one of the very few, if not only, species of mammals that needs to rely on our relationships 
and our families for so long before we can truly be independent, right? Think about a horse. 20 minutes and that thing is good to go, right? Cats, weeks, and they can be away from their moms for good. Humans are not like that, which means that not getting connection as children equals death. Our nervous system equates that to dying because connection is our lifeline, literally, to food, to water, to shelter, to clothing. Everything that we could possibly need is given to us via connection. When we keep this in mind and we start to explore the way that emotions work and the fact that we don't understand them at all in our society, we start to see how deeply traumatic growing up in even the most quote-quote happiest of homes. Because even in those homes, what I'm about to describe can easily occur and does easily occur. The basis of it all is we have not yet come to understand as a whole race, species, society, that emotions are here for our own good. Emotions are nothing but a compass. They're a guidance system. And restricting emotions is kind of like restricting a stream of water. It's just going to keep building and building and building until eventually it breaks. And unfortunately, on the emotional level, that break doesn't feel so great. (laughs) However, what ends up happening when we fragment in childhood is we push a certain stream of consciousness, a certain stream of water into our subconscious, and we actually don't consciously feel it build up until it's literally about to explode. This is the reason why most of us are running around reacting to the world rather than responding to it. Our different fragments are attracting situations, people, places that trigger us and trigger the emotions that we had to suppress in order to survive in our environment that we were growing up in order for those fragments and those aspects to be healed and integrated back into the whole of your consciousness. You see... When a baby is born, it's not born fragmented. Like I said, fragmentation is a byproduct of being socialized. Our consciousness, it's infinite, and it's ever-flowing, and it's whole and complete. But when we are growing up, and we get told at one time or another that we are doing something bad, or that we are bad, or worse, that we're feeling something that is bad, We go into survival mode and a part of us decides that in order to survive in that home, we must cut away the piece of us that is being rejected, denied, and disowned by the people that are quote-unquote disciplining us. And by cutting this part away, by fragmenting it away and pushing it into our subconscious, we can then survive in that home because we can trust that that aspect isn't going to live within us, at least not consciously. An example would be, personally, when I was growing up, I was very loud. And in fact, I'm even loud today. But it was to a point where when I was learning to sing, my mother would oftentimes tell me to be quieter. And so would my father. Now, of course, we had a small house and 
I understand where they were coming from. I completely see their perspective. What they didn't understand is that by telling me, Mac, Mac, be quiet, be quieter. Well, yeah, but you can do it quieter. They were actually diminishing everything that I learned in my vocal lesson because when you're getting vocal lessons, you're not being taught to be quiet. You're being taught to push your voice, not even push your voice, but rather to train your voice to be so strong and so resonant that you can bring it down. But I wasn't there yet. I was still learning how to be resonant, right? And by telling me to be quiet, that I'm too loud, etc., they were shaming that part of me that was actually really excited about everything that I was learning. And it really hurt and it sucked. And this was actually in adolescence. This wasn't even in childhood. So now think about how that hurt in adolescence. Now think about a child that's younger than eight years old. For those of you who don't know much about childhood development, it's only at eight years old that a child actually becomes able to cognitively understand how their emotions play out logically. So for example, before you're eight years old, You equate someone getting mad at you for not doing something with getting mad at you because you're bad. Not because you did something bad, because you're bad. So every time we shame a child, every time we try to lecture them, every time we try to shame them or isolate them for feeling something that we don't want to deal with, that's the message we're sending. You're bad, and in order to be good, i.e. survive in this environment around me, That part of you that's bad has to go away. And in that moment, that child fragments. A piece of them, a piece of their consciousness is sliced into the subconscious mind, only to be seen when they are out of that environment, grown up somewhere in the world, and attracting the same situation over and over with different people in order to heal this aspect of themselves that's still stuck in that moment in childhood where they had to separate away. Now, I know this is a lot to handle and take in because shaming our children, giving them timeouts, punishment, reward, that's exactly how most of us have been taught to parent. And I'm no different. I'm not a parent, but I'm a child care provider, or rather I have been for a really long time, about to not be very soon. Um, But I've been going about it all wrong, and it's only in this past year, really, that I feel that I've really, truly reached my highest potential so far of how I can relate with children and how I can teach them instead of shame them and traumatize them. Now, of course, we have to forgive ourselves because we're just doing what we were taught, Um, but we have to come to a place of consciousness and what are we going to do different. And start by realizing in yourself, for yourself, that every emotion matters. You see, the emotion, the emotional spectrum is kind of like the rainbow. All of the colors of the rainbow together make up white light. Without any one of those colors, you don't get white light. Without any one emotion, we don't fully live an experience. Now, a lot of people don't quite understand what it is to react to a feeling rather than to respond to it. Well, when we react... We have no awareness. There is no consciousness. There's no observation of that feeling. You're not in an observing position. You are literally just so identified with your own perspective that you're doing whatever just moves through your body. Now, reactions are phenomenal when you're about to get hit by a truck and you jump out of the way or when 
you know, reflexes must be used. And however, when it comes to emotional matters and circumstances in our reality that involve other people, being reactive in that way is not the most productive way to go about it. I'm not saying be detached or apathetic, but I'm just saying be aware, be conscious. If you are reacting, let a part of yourself be the observer. Watch that reaction. And of course, because we're exploring this aspect that every emotion is valid and real and allowed to be felt, not only allowed to be felt, but must be felt, allow yourself to have that reaction and really see it from the perspective that you're coming from and validate it. The way that we begin to be better parents, the way that we begin to set better examples for children is by doing this work within ourselves, is by looking at us, right, looking at ourselves when we get triggered in a situation and ask, what is this feeling bringing up? What is this feeling? Because most of the time, like, for example, take someone who's at a bar and they've had one drink and they've kind of had a bad day and then the bartender forgets the garnish or, you know, takes a little long because there's a line or whatever and that person flips their lid right like that person freaks out most people on the outside looking in because we're not conscious of the fact that every emotion is true and valid even if the thoughts that cause that emotion aren't most people would look at that and be like wow what an overreaction when in truth in his perspective there's actually an unconscious aspect of him there's a fragment of him that's calling his attention there's a little childhood self in there going, hey, by the way, this makes us feel exactly like we felt that one time where we had to push this emotion away altogether, or we had to push this sensation away altogether. And in that moment, if, if he is to observe that emotion and acknowledge it and go, okay, this is valid, which this person probably won't, <laughs> but uh, should should this happen to someone who is conscious and aware of themselves enough to go whoa that was reactive and whether you know it's in that moment or a few minutes later or a day later or 10 years later whatever realizing oh wow okay and then going into that feeling that's more shadow work that's next week's episode because i realized that this episode can't go together i didn't know what I was thinking putting fragmentation and shadow work in the same episode and not expecting it to be like 30 to 45 minutes so I will talk more in depth about shadow work and how to actually integrate your fragments next week but just know that there is a way and in fact you're getting triggered and you're reacting and you're feeling these emotions because your being wants to be whole again start by realizing that every emotion is valid because in a being's perspective that emotion is there for a reason even if you don't see that reason i'm going to give you an example that shows you how you can validate a person's emotions without condoning or validating the thoughts that cause those emotions so say a friend of yours gets broken up with they're really devastated because they were so good to this person and the person cheated on them and just left with the person that they cheated on now, this is a scenario that I feel could have easily happened to me a while ago when I hadn't really been aware of and dealt with my abandonment issues. 
so what's happening here is this friend, right? Like they are being put in a situation that makes them feel abandoned, just like they probably felt abandoned when their parent abandoned them when they were little, like in my case. They might be saying, oh my God, I'm the worst girlfriend. Like he cheated on me and he left with her. Like what the, like what? I must be terrible. Like I'm going to be alone forever. This is awful. And of course, as a friend, you don't believe that. You don't believe your friends for like terrible and is going to be alone forever and is a terrible girlfriend. Like you watch the whole thing play out. You know that he's the dick. However, <laughs> to say all of these things would be to invalidate the feelings because you're addressing the thoughts that are causing the feelings and by invalidating the thoughts, well, then your feelings must not be real. They must not matter. So we have to forget or rather we have to remember that the important part are the feelings, not the thoughts. And in that moment, really, truly put yourself in your friend's perspective. And if you can't, ask questions. Go, well, okay, well, what makes you say that? What makes you feel like you're such a terrible girlfriend? And they'll tell you, oh, because, you know, I did all of this stuff. And, and still, like, I would take care of him. I would do this. I would do that. And really, while you're listening, do your best to detach from your own perspective. Because it really strong-willed independent woman you know might be like oh wow you did his laundry like of course he left you like you're acting like his mom again that's invalidating right we're still so attached to our own perspective that we can't get into theirs so do your best to get into their perspective so that when you say the following words it really does come from a genuine place you can say wow if i was in that perspective and you might have been so you could even say if i was in that perspective and i remember times when i was in this perspective i felt the exact same way that you do And just know that I love you to pieces and that I don't agree with the fact that you're a terrible girlfriend and I don't agree with all this stuff, but I completely see how those thoughts could be flowing through your head right now, how those thoughts are flowing through your head right now, and how you're feeling this right now. And I'm here for you. Now, the thing, the mistake that we usually make is we try to distract people from their pain too early. We don't allow them to fully express their pain in that moment in order to make distraction a helpful tool. You see, healing comes in layers, and a lot of the time when it comes to a tough breakup or deaths and things like that, you're going to kind of go through waves of healing. But it's not until a wave of healing is kind of done, meaning a wave of really allowing yourself to fully embody and feeling your feel your emotions. And once you're done doing that, then distractions can be helpful, if that makes sense. So in that moment, the best thing you can do is just be there. And if you can't be there without being impatient, and if you can't be there without urging that they distract themselves, if you can't be there without just being there, then you have no business being there for that person in that moment. And and then recognize the place within yourself, the fragment within yourself that is terrified of just being and just being present and open. Because I guarantee if you can't just offer unconditional presence to a person, there's a part of you that needs it desperately. This episode is pretty long already, but I feel that it encompasses as much as I'm willing to put into fragmentation in this moment in time. If you guys want something more detailed, I highly suggest you check out Teal Swan on YouTube. She has phenomenal videos, and the ones that have to do with fragmentation specifically are the emotional wake-up call and fragmentation the worldwide epidemic i believe is is the the title of that video 
So watch those two if you're interested in learning further about this. And again, remember guys, we're here to experience. That means feel. That means indulge. That means follow our joy. And that means do it all consciously. Become aware of how powerful you really are. And a lot of that power lies in letting yourself feel. I will talk to you next week. And just as a last little note, I would love to thank Keenan for allowing me to bring my aromatherapy wherever I go. That Meditate pod is literally the best thing. And I really enjoy the alternative to vaping 100%. Excuse me, guys. I have a little bit of a sinus situation. (laughs) I'm going to go take care of that. And you take care of yourself. Till next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of High Vibrations with Mac. If you like what you heard, make sure to click subscribe for future episodes. You can also follow me on social media by searching at Mac Guerrero on all major platforms. That's M-A-C-G-U-E-R-R-E-I-R-O. But to be honest, the most appreciated act of all would be a review right here on this podcast. And if you would like to take a screenshot and send it to me over direct messenger on Instagram, I would love to send you a personal thank you video. Thanks so much, and I'm so excited to catch you again next week.